Smoke whiskey. I think, I think, well, listen, Mark, listen, listen, hold on. Listen. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up How much coffee did you drink before the show? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me, do whatever you're going to do. It's Corso and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel pre-draft show. And I'm joined, as always, by Mark Catone and your calls, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. Joe's joining us as well, as always. He's got us up live on YouTube, and the chat is open. So we want to hear from you tonight. Chat in, call in, make sure you give us that thumbs up and subscribe. Hey, Mark, listen, the draft is in two days now, two days before and when round one kicks off and I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Oh, I'm ready to go. This is what we've been waiting for. You, you've been ready to go for about what? Eight I, months? Please. <laughs> we've been ready, ready to go, go. from <laughs> the, 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 two, the two minutes after the last game ended week 16. Right. Please, I was ready to go after week 10, you know, uh, we, 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 when we figured out the Patriots were going to suck bad all year long. But anyway, this is about the draft. So that's what we want to do tonight. We want to go through some of the things with you, go through some pre-draft um, analysis and what we do and how we rate the different positions. And we're going to go through some of those positions, some of the ones we think are important um, and how Mark and I break these things down. We talked to you a, a week ago about the grades and how we grade and, and, and how we think teams grade players. Uh, and now, you know, we'd like to talk with you about some of the things we look for in these positions. So when you're drafting a player, what are some of the attributes of that player and, 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 and the things that at least Mark and I are looking for uh, as it relates to the individual team and, and things like that. So Mark, and then we're going to talk about the Patriots draft and their picks uh, as they sit now. Keep in mind that during the draft, trades happen, you know, uh, transactions happen between teams. And so where they're picking now, where w the amount of picks they have today may be completely different by Friday, by Thursday. And then, of course, we're going to remind you later that our live draft show is going to kick off on Friday evening. And we'll get to all of that uh, in, in a few minutes. But, Mark, let's break. Let's start breaking this down and. There's no better place to start, I think, than the quarterbacks, right? I knew you were starting with quarterbacks. I knew that. <laughs> well, listen, this this league is a quarterback-driven league, and it always starts and ends with the quarterbacks, right? So, yeah, yep, that's what we want to do. So let's let's go through, let's go through some of our analysis. So, yeah, Mark, we'll start with you. I mean, when you're breaking down to decide, hey, this is the kind of quarterback New England should take or any team should take. What are some of the things you're looking for? So I'm looking, obviously, first of all, Chris, we're looking, right? I, I look at arm strength, right? So we're going to look at the arm strength and, and the ability to throw the sideline, the deep ball, the, the, you know, uh, can they throw their velocity in a small window, things like that, right? Those are the types of things that we're looking at for that. But then, you know, we're looking at release quickness, anticipation, timing, uh, accuracy for the uh, short, medium, long throw, you know, poise in the pocket, the field vision, mobility, um, there's, there's a bunch of different things, setup quickness, you know, so drop back speed to a three a five a seven step drop. Right. So those are things the average person who's watching this on TV isn't really paying attention to that. But those are things for an offense like the Patriots, 
what type of a fit if in, in, and how you're dropping back and based on what McDaniels wants to do, that's something you're going to look at. Right. And then, you know, game management, obviously, if you're going to be a Patriot quarterback, you know, and, and those are the types of things I know I look at. And I know you look at a lot of those and other things as well, Chris, when really trying to determine the quarterback position. Yeah. I mean, and, and you can get as technical and you can get as detailed as you want to get when you're dealing right. with this, particularly this position. And Mark, I agree with you. I mean, when you're looking at breaking down a quarterback, you obviously have to look at your system. I mean, that's that's really it. Really, should be the first thing you're looking at is what do we do? What what what, what kind? And we talked about that a week or so ago, where you know you have to look at your system, you have to look at your coaching staff, you have to look at what they're good at. You know what, how they can bring this play. Because listen, every quarterback that's coming out, whether it's Lawrence or or anyone else. Every quarterback that's coming out in this draft or any draft has holes in in their game. That yeah. things that need to be fixed, things that need to be coached up um, by the NFL coaches. And now you have to look internally to your team to see, you know, what can we, what do we do well? well do, we do we coach, coach the, physical the physical well? well? Do, do we, we coach? Do we coach the the, uh, the, mental the mental part, part of the game? The, game, the, the and, and all of those, those types, types of things. things. And. and uh, uh, so, so to, to me, me the, the bottom, bottom line with, with, with a quarterback, quarterback is, okay, you look at, at the arm strength. strength. Can they make all the j- throws? Joel, I can hear his Joe, Joe, come on, Joe. Get the work over <laughs> there, Joe. <laughs> so, come on. Um, so, again, I'm looking at can they make all the throws? What's their footwork like? Their size, their strength. You know, uh, again, the arm strength. You know, can they throw that deep out? You know, can they get the ball to the edges like like what is Lamar Jackson can't do, you know, and, and, and when they were evaluating him, I'm sure they looked at him and said, well, do we really need him to throw to the edge like that? Well, it turns out they do. And now they have an issue. So is their quarterback room and, and their quarterback coach able to, you know, fix that problem? But those that's kind of some of the things you're looking at. Uh, but again, arm strength. Um, what's their ability to go through progressions. Well, that's you know, the thing, it, Chris, too. Yeah, the field. I was going to say that the field vision, Chris, can they go through a pre-snap read or can they can they find a second or third receiver? A lot of times in college, Chris, they go into the spread stuff. The quarterback looks up and guys are eight yards downfield wide open and they just throw the quick pass. You know what I mean? They're not reading anything, These some of these guys. Right. And, and, and that's – no. And, and also, you know, they're – and it's pre-snap and post-snap. I mean, you get a guy like like Peyton Manning used to be. I will tell you, he's the best pre-snap quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Uh, that's ever played this game. Even better than Brady. Best pre-snap quarterback I've ever even seen. Even better than Brady. As much as I hate to admit it, he was. He was. And and the thing with, with the thing with Manning was if you could if you could disguise some things and fool him a little before the snap, he had a problem at that point. Whereas Brady you know, again, I, I put great Brady a close second to to him in, in pre-snap reads, but Brady was able to post-snap after the ball snap, be able to process quickly. So, yeah, the physical attributes make a big difference with quarterback. The Again, the arm strength, the footwork, um, but the intelligence too. The intelligence part of it, um, what they can read on the field, how they're looking at it, their progressions, their footwork within the pocket. When you talk about mobility, so you look at a quarter and Mark, Mark, you mentioned mobility, right? There's different types of mobile quarterbacks. So when you traditionally, when you think of a mobile quarterback, you think of 
Well, can he run? Can he get outside the pocket and make things happen? Yeah, but also, can he avoid the rush, Chris? Well, yeah, and in the pocket. Right. I will tell. I will submit to you that Tom Brady is one of the best mobile quarterbacks in history. People say, "What are you crazy? He can't. He can't run the ball. It's not about running the ball. How many times are you? He drops back the pass. He shifts a little to the left. He shifts a little to the right. He steps up in the pocket. He moves himself to gain another second to allow somebody to come free." That's mobility. Yeah. That's somebody that's a that's a person who's mobile. And Mark, the other part of being a quarterback is 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 the study habits, the intelligence level. And I mean intelligence level are they a smart guy, their willingness to work, the willingness yeah. to yeah. study the game. Yeah. The best quarterbacks, look, they all have great arms. Yeah. They all can throw the ball. You know, I mean, that's what they're trained to do. They're all physically gifted athletes. The, the guys that separate themselves are the guys that are willing to sit in a room, you know, study film, meet with coaches, devote their time, every minute of their time to studying the game, studying the next week's opponent, opponent, things like that. Mark, we saw we saw that that documentary on the Patriots where they followed Belichick around for the 2009 season. And what did you see? You saw he and Brady sitting in his office every week. And they had the, they were they were uh, chronicling the Baltimore game at that time. And Chris, I know we're going to get into the quarterbacks like by name in a minute, but and I think that's one of the reasons what you just talked about when you talk about that that really plays into decision making, right? What you just discussed gets into decision making. So that's why I think Fields has dropped some because Fields, I think. In some of his games, as well as he played against Clemson, Chris, he had poor decision-making. And that played into, I think, why he's dropping, because I think that game preparation and studying is becoming an issue. And that's that's one of the things that people, the reasons why they want uh, Mac Jones. They like Mac Jones in this situation. You know, and Joe, I think Mark's probably having some issues. But Um, that's one of the reasons why. I couldn't hear for a minute. Okay. So that's one of the reasons why Mac Jones has come up in the draft so much and, and why he's being considered at, at, um, at the number three, because people look at him and say his intelligence level, his decision-making, his judgment on the field and what he's able to do and, and, and process quickly and deliver the ball to the right place. You know, obviously accuracy matters a big deal too in the NFL, how accurate you are as a quarterback, because you can deliver the ball any way you want, but if you're not accurate, that's a problem. So again, it's, it's all of those things combined. And that's why you see these guys moving up and down, up and down after interviews, after they meet with teams and things like that for this position, because again, it's the most important position in football. It's the most important position in, in all of sports. So therefore that's why they, they, they go through it uh, with, with so, so much, so much detail. And you know, that's why off field issues make a big difference with, especially with the quarterback more so than really any other position because judgment judgment is such an important thing with this position. Are they exercising good judgment on the field? Well, if they're not exercising judgment off the field, you start to question, well, when they get on the field, what's going to make them exercise good judgment in their decision-making, you know? So all of it plays in. And so those are the things that teams us, we are looking at in these players. And you know, that's why you're right. Fields has dropped a little bit, but you know, uh, Trey Lance, some of that's unknown with him. So we'll have to see what happens on Thursday. And I think five of them are going to go in the first, um, and the first round, even top 10, yeah. um, you know, this Thursday yeah. anyway, but yeah. 
so so again, that's our quarter. The you know that's what your analysis is. The quarterbacks and moving on um, to some other positions. We'll talk about running back, for example. So Mark, like, what are the things you're what are the things you're looking at in, in the running back spot? Because well, I know you love Sony Michelle. So running well, running back though, Chris. I mean. So you're looking at like I mean I know you can get them anywhere, but but, no, but, but what so are the things you want to so see? You're looking at initial quickness, right? Can, is they, can they explosively move off the snap, right? And and and, and what's their vision? So you, that's one of the your big pet peeves with these running backs is their vision. They they they're not they they're going to the wrong hole there, you know. So so as a running back, your ability to hop cut, move, right, and what your vision sees is is really important, right? Your balance. Right. When you're, you're running back, you got to balance. Right. And how can your burst and your acceleration once there's a hole, can you accelerate through the hole, which is something we don't necessarily see um, Sonny Michelle do as much. Right. Um, you know, are they elusive? You know, and, and the other big thing with, with Belichick is ball security. If you were somebody who fumbled in college, he definitely isn't looking at you. No. There's no way he's looking at you as, as a running back. Right. I mean, you know, and, and can you catch the ball out of the backfield? Pass routes. What what type of an offense are you coming from? If they never threw the ball to the running backs, well, chances are you're not going to be drafted by a team like, say, the Patriots, because we know how how important that is to them that you at some point and you're going to be able to block. There's there's a multitude of things if we're right. looking at the Patriots that they require of their running backs, right? right. And and mm-hmm. so, you know, and then and, and like conversely, a team like a team like Tennessee. For example, you know, they're not going to be as concerned about that back that can catch that ball out of the backfield because it's just not it's not how they handle their offense. I mean, Travis Henry runs the ball. They were north and south kind of. Yeah, I mean, they're a powerful pound pounded in there type of offense. And therefore, they're looking for that type of back. But Mark, I agree with you with the vision. And it's not only vision to, to, to recognize the proper the proper lane. It's second level vision. You know, it's vision when you get through. When you get through that that initial that initial hole, and then you get to the second level where the linebackers and the defensive backs are, what's your vision like then? Because you have there's blocking set up downfield as well, and you have downfield blocking with wide receivers, and and typically with wideouts, it's not as precise of well we're going to fold them in like the offensive line is designed to block in a certain direction, you know. Uh, pulling guards, are we folding? Are we doing, you know, those are the kind of things that happen on the offensive line. But at the second level, it's difficult to have that plan that at this situation, we're going to block this, we're going to block this corner in so that you can hit the edge. It's not that precise. Sometimes you have to take, sometimes wide receivers and tight ends have to take the man to where they want to go. You know, if they're moving to the outside, that's sometimes where the block has to happen. And it has to be, the, you know, the defender is taken outside versus inside. And now the running back has to have vision enough to be able to key off that block and go right off their hip. So vision on both levels makes a big difference. And pad level, pad level is a big thing with running backs. You know, the higher you run, the more susceptible you are to, 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 to be tackled quickly. So the lower you can get, and I say pad level, it's putting your pad levels low. You can't leave with your helmet anymore. Those days are gone. That's how Mark is the way he is. You know, he led with his helmet. He led with his head and everything he did. I didn't even wear a helmet. <laughs> so, 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 so he was wearing one of those leather helmets, you know? <laughs> so, so again, pad level makes a big difference. How yeah. can you get lower than that defender, you know, and to, to punish them and get yourself to that next level? And like you say, Mark, balance, footwork. You know, striding, how, how, 
you know, how can you do that? And, and, and again, intelligence matters there too. And every position in the NFL makes a difference. Intelligence will make a difference. And, and the other thing that not a lot of people really want us to talk about when they talk about running backs, blitz pickup. I mean, that is, that is, that's something the Patriots covet. I mean, they, they look for a guy that can pick like a, like a James white, like a Falk, like these guys that can stand in that backfield and protect their quarterback you know, and pick up that blitz, which is not easy to do. And there's a lot of different schemes the defense runs and come at you with. And if you're not, if you're not a, a running back, that's, you know, adept at picking up the blitz and being able to keep them off your quarterback, you're not going to play very long in the NFL because that's what most teams do. Most teams throw the ball now more, more so than, than running it. Yeah. So you better be able to pick, be, have a good blitz pick up. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why, Chris, if you remember Shane Vereen, it took him a little while to get on the field because he remember he couldn't pick up a blitz. He couldn't pick up a blocker. And then no. he, he eventually learned it. And, and then he got himself into the rotation, especially, I mean, obviously the year they beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. But it took him a little while to learn that he had trouble getting on the field because every time they put him in, if somebody he couldn't pick it up. He was getting Brady killed. He was getting him killed. Yeah, when he he first started, yeah. Oh, and, and typically, typically backs are going to pick up the blunt, some of that blind side stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you usually like to have your left tackle picking up the blind side, but but some but the this, Vereen's credit, Vereen learned it. He did. It takes a long time. And again, it all goes back to what you have in your in your coaching room, too, as to what they're teaching, how they can teach it. And listen, Skarnecki had something to do with the backs picking up blitz pickup, too. I mean, just because he's coaching just the offensive line, he went, you know, um, yeah. in fears. It was another guy that yeah. that uh, I have fears that could that can that, that coach the backs up to do that. And there was one, you know, they were one of the best teams at blitz pickup. I mean, and because they had to be, you know, you, you didn't have a guy back there that was just going to, you know, punch out of the pocket, you know, when the, the minute there was a little bit of pressure, like I'm a Holmes or guys like that, they yeah. can just get out there like a Griff, you know, Robert Griffin and, and yeah. these guys and Vic guys yeah. like that. So, so yeah, with running back, that's, you know, that's what you want to look at um, with them. And that's what these teams are all looking at. You know, when they're looking at the, these types of positions and the intelligence level and mock the offensive line, you know, and I know that's a that's a that's a loaded term because, you know, within the offensive line, you, you're dealing with several positions. You know, you, you have you have center, God, tackle, and they all have different, you know, they all have different attributes and things that you look for. Like, for example, mock center. I mean, what are some of the things you look for with center? Oh, you're gonna. You're looking, Chris. At you're looking at uh, knee bend. You're looking at how they use their hands, right? You're looking at a body control, right? You're you're looking at a bunch of different things. You're looking at their balance. initial quickness, balance, especially as a center. Initial quickness, balance, right? You're looking at whether they can, you know, they can anchor. You know, there's different things you're looking. You're, you're gonna look at, and 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 that that's true too of of a tackle and a guard, but at center, you really gotta make sure they got arm length and hand size, right? Because you know. Bob. Yeah, low low center of gravity. Yeah. How how well do you get to the second level? Yeah. Look, you got to understand what they're doing. They're, As a center, center, you got to hit and move sometimes. And hit and move, and you have to snap the ball and move. Yeah. And so there's a lot happening there. I mean, you you know, you you need to get a good snap off, yeah. and that's concentration there. And not only that, now you have to now you have to pick up the pick up, you know, pick up your block. Um. So yeah, all of those physical attributes. But center, more than any other position on the line, requires a lot of intelligence as well, does, because yeah. that's really the quarterback of the offensive line. 
all the calls for those of you who don't understand that if you turn the sound down if you if you were able to put a microphone close to where the line is and shut off the noise from the crowd you would hear the calls being made on the offensive line I mean, those guys are talking before the snap they're pointing guys out they're talking they're also a, you know the quarterback says you know uh, 52 is the mic 52 is the mic you always hear you always hear Brady say that 52 is the mic that's him telling the the offensive line something they're letting the offensive line know who that type of linebacker is therefore one of those guys is going to get out and block him and so the center is relaying that information to the to the offensive line and it's being done in seconds mark seconds that's yeah, it's happening. Unbe- it's unbelievable. What it happens? Really Chris, what happens pre-snap in an NFL game at the line? Oh. I, I don't think people really understand the intelligence it takes to pull that off. I mean, don't right. get me wrong. Every sport has its nuances, right? Baseball. I mean, the hottest thing in the world is hit a baseball, right? Obviously, we know that, right? Too. That one of the hottest things to do yeah. as an athlete is hit a baseball. But the intelligence it takes on that offensive line to do what those guys are doing, as a viewer, just a casual fan, you take for granted what these guys are doing. 320 pound guys. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, Mark, look at, and look what happens when you, when you remove one from yeah. the offensive line, look what happens when Andrews went out that it's sort of like dominoes. You know, you pluck that guy out of the center and then boom, 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 boom. And everybody starts to drop, you know, the year they took Andrews off there, Shaq Mason looked terrible at God yeah. because it all builds off the other guy. It all builds from the center out. And so, yeah, those are the things you look for um, in a center. And guard, Mark, guard is similar. It's it's sim- sort similar. of similar in body style, which is why a lot of guards can play center. And they, and for for New England, one of the things they they covet and they looked for is that versatility. They're always looking for versatile players. In fact, I criticize them for it sometimes, trying to find that guy that can do multiple things, right? And they try to find guards that can play center, center that can play guards. Not so much tackle that can kick in, but you know, that type of thing. So God is the same thing. It's, it's low center of gravity. What's your upper body strength? Like, can you get to the second level? Can you get to the linebacker and have enough agility to move with that backer, you know, and still, and still execute the block, you know, uh, how, how much, how, how good are you at closing a gap, you know, with, with, the, with, with pass rushes that are getting a gap, what's your hand fighting? Like, you know, how are your hands, you know? And so that's for God, that's similar. You know, and, and and that's why, you know what, Mark, you don't make the best guards wrestlers. Co- you know, college, high school re- guys wrestlers. that wrestled. Because yeah. think about what that is. What was that yeah. movie? Mark, what was that movie? Uh, Replace. You ever see that movie, The Replacements? Yes. And they had that. Yes. They had that guy come in, that 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 sumo wrestler come walking in. And 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 the guy says, look at this. Look at this mamma jamma. He says, what's this guy? He's a, he's a sumo wrestler. He said, guys that are good at pushing other guys around, having good balance, low center of gravity, moving guys from one spot to another. That's why wrestling, that's, that's why wrestlers are so good at offensive uh, offensive line, especially God. Remember Neil, Stephen Neil, Neil the Patriots? Yeah, yeah Neil, yeah. He, he was, was a wrestler. He was a wrestler. You know? And then Mark, yeah. the most important, honestly, we say that the center is the most important, and it is. But equally... Is tackle. tackle, especially left tackle. Mark, tell everybody why left tackle is so much so much more important than right tackle. Well, because you're protecting in most cases the quarterback's blind side, obviously, right? Because most quarterbacks in this league are right-handed, 
right? Yeah. So, so you're, you're collecting it. You're, you're going to protect the blind side. And when you look at a tackle, Chris, the three things, three, the three things that I, and, and I'm going to use some catchphrases, but which you'll know, you know, we'll explain what they are. But the three things I think about, right? Uh, 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 pull and trap, reach and seal, and finish and sustain, right? Those three things, when you're talking about a tackle, are so important. Can you do those three things? Never mind all the other stuff, the explosion, the, the, the initial quickness, the run blocking, the downfield blocking, the lateral range. If you can't do those other, those first three things I said, you have, you can't be a tackle. No, you got to drop. You got to be able to drop and protect. Yeah. Drop and protect means you, you, you know, you know, you see when, when the, when the quarterbacks in the shotgun, the ball snapped and, and you're trying to build that pocket around them. Well, the end of that pocket on the, on his blind side, Okay, quarterbacks like this, that side is the side that could kill them. And that's the left tackle. And they're trying to build that pocket with, with the toughest job in building that pocket is the end man. And the end man is the is the is the is the left tackle. And if so they you can't have to cut have it off, off the defender and pin them, they're done. No, no. I mean, listen, you you got it. You're you're blocking guys like Chase Young, uh, you know, Aaron Donald. It's I mean, these are guys that, uh, these guys come off the edge like a bullet. I mean, they come flying off the edge, and they have fantastic moves. Their stance, their hand fighting, their ability. Oh, you got Bosa, right? Forget yeah, it. Bosa, and and their ability. Uh, JJ Watt when he was healthy. Forget their it. ability to fight, hand fight, and get out, get around the edge, and get on that ninety degree angle to that Could quarterback. You imagine Chris being a tackle and trying to get out of your stance when when Lawrence Taylor was coming around the edge. Ah, I mean, you, you, could you, you imagine? That's one of those guys that could play in every any era. You know, no, absolutely. So, yeah, offensive tackle. Yeah, you're looking for good footwork. You're looking for good upper body because you got to push them off. You got to take and, and intelligence, you know, versatility and intelligence. So, yeah, offensive line. Those are all the attributes that teams covet. And again, depending on the type of team, and we're going to get the break now and come back talking about the wideouts and, and, and the uh, skill guys. And we're going to get into some specific players. That's right. We will, okay. especially when it comes to what the, what the uh, Patriots uh, are going to do here. But. Again, those are the things you look for on the offensive line. And, and again, you put it all together and that's how it works. But there's a, that's, why the, that's why this is the greatest sport on the planet, because you got to have it all put together. You know, so when we come back, we're going to continue on with this, this talk and this topic about some different positions and finish up with the offense and then move to my favorite thing, the defense. All that and more right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. The real deal, New England feel. And Mark, you know, we're talking about the offense on that front side. Um, some of those different positions, you know, quarterback, running back, offensive line. Well, now we get to the playmakers. Now we get to the guys that... Uh, these guys that are making all the money, right? So we having issues. We haven't. I'm, I'm good. 
Can you hear? Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore if Mark is uh, about to throw his equipment, if he can no, hear me, not good. hear me. I can't throw the equipment. I got to save it for Thursday and Friday. That's right. We big, big, big doings, big doings with our show on Friday. I can't wait, Mark, you know, and we, and listen, we're going to be with you live through the, through the whole second and third round of the draft. The equipment might get thrown Friday. It may get get thrown from what happens on Thursday, but yeah, yeah, we are going to, we are going to recap what happened on Thursday in the first round. And then we're also, you know, we'll be with you live uh, for every single pick of the second and third round. We're real excited about that. And Mark getting back to some of the offense. Look, you want to you want to do wide receivers before uh, tight ends or what? Yeah, we can. Why okay, not? Mark, that's talk. Your, that's one of your favorite positions. Talk. Yeah. So well, let's you... let's talk about what Harry doesn't have. Let's <laughs> let's ahead. do it that way. You're, you're in the best position to be able to talk Let, about that because that you've way. been you've been talking but, about that on Pat's Nation for 16 games. So, so go first ahead. First of all, Chris, when I look at a receive, I look at release, which Harry has no release <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah. All right. He can't escape being held up in coverage. He can't, he, can't, he, has, he doesn't have quick feet, right? He doesn't have the fight the strength to fight for a jam, even though you would think at his size he does, right? So when yeah. I say release, those are the types of things right, we're looking at. So so can, can he release? Can he separate? Right? Can, 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 you know, um, does he have any burst acceleration? You know what? Can, can they run patterns? What What are their root? What, what's their root? What What do they run? Did they, did they ever run complex routes in, in college? And sometimes Belichick overthinks that because that's why he didn't take DK Metcalf. So so when we say patterns and roots, it's it's relative, right? We can't overanalyze it either. If you come from a co- a college system that maybe just didn't do that, which Metcalf didn't, but he was a physical freak. And, and of course, we blew the pick, right? And the other thing is, I think coverage recognition, Chris. I don't like a guy like Harry can't recognize a- anything. Like when he's going to break a route or do something, his coverage recognition is horrendous. And I think that's what used to piss Brady off was Brady wanted him to come back for a, like for something, and he wouldn't, or he wanted him to cut something short because of the coverage recognition, and there was no coverage recognition. He couldn't right. comprehend what was happening in front of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think people really understand how comp- the complexity how- is. You're not just going out there and running from point A to point B and looking for the ball. Yeah. That's absolutely not what that position is. Right. Like, uh, like go out there and run a fade, which is, yeah. you know, make a nine route down the field. No, I mean, it, it's, there's so many, there's so many complicated, there's so many complex issues and uh, complex things going on in, a, in an off in an NFL offense. If you, if you heard one of the plays, just, just, just them call a play in the huddle, you know, uh, you know, jet, right. 484 splash, you know, uh, angle jet, this, that, I mean, it's just so many things. And within the play for wide receiver, it was funny because Edelman, um, Edelman at once discussed some of that of how, how, how difficult of a system new England has. And some of the, and he, and he, and he called, he, he named the play. Okay. And it was, you know, about this long, you know, uh, uh, of a play. And that's, what's being said in the huddle. So the question was, well, what, you know, what's the route, what's the route off that? And he, and, 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 and the, <laughs> and his answer back to that was, well, well, what's the, well, what coverage are they in? Uh, so, okay. Let's say they're in zone. Well, yeah, but what kind of zone, you know? Uh, uh, cover two. Okay. But is the corner off or is the corner pressed? You know, um, 
how many defensive backs are they nickel and dime? Can we identify that? You know, what's their blitz package look like going down the line of scrimmage? Because, and he said, basically, because based on all of that, there's about three routes. I, there's about three different read routes I can perform in this, on this play. So it isn't just, it's, it's just what Mark said. You're reading, you're reading the defense to decide what, what am I doing? And then you have to be on the same page as the quarterback quarterbacks, the quarterback and you have to have to team up on that where you're running the proper route, which is why sometimes you see a ball sail by a guy that isn't even near him. You say, well, there had to be some communication. So that, that Chris, what you just described with Edelman is I, I, that's how I don't understand how Harry scored so high on his interviews with the Patriots, because whatever he, he interviewed, he certainly can't recognize it on a field. Usually they break film down with you when they bring you in. So I, I don't know how he was able to, I, I, he was able to break it down, I guess, in film, but he, he yeah. can't certainly can't recognize it in live field action. Right. Yeah. So again, it, it's, it, it matters the intelligence level and the ability to read it and the ability to study and your willingness yeah. to study. Yeah. You know, that's all part. That's all part and parcel of what you're doing as a wide receiver, along with the physical attributes. Of course, you're looking at speed. What's the 40 time burst? How do they get from zero to 60? How long does it take to get from zero to 60? Can they turn it on? What's their what's their footwork like in their and in their ability to cut? OK, and the ability to 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 drop down and get back on, say, a curl route or a hitch route or something like that, where they're dropping their ass and they're coming back seven yards back to five to the quarterback, where you're getting that corner or defensive back off you. You know, it's creating separation. What are your hands like? How strong the how strong are your hands? And not just for a ball catching ability, but how strong are your hands in fighting to get free? You know, so many techniques that wide receivers can use. It isn't just in their legs. It's in their hands to get off the, the leg. And on top of it, how good are you at the point of the catch? You know, some of the best receivers, Mark, are guys that can hide their hands better than anybody else. You know, when I say hide the hands, a lot of what defensive backs do today is now be able to play that little window where they're using all tells from the, from the wide receiver as to when that ball is going to be coming into that window and they can get it out because yeah. some of them don't have a height problem. Yeah. You know, you got wide receivers that are six, three, you know, six, two, six, three going against the corner. That's five eleven. That's a big problem for a cornerback. So they have different techniques on how to defend that. Well, the better, the better the wide receiver is at hiding their hands, meaning I'm only going to get my hands up to catch the ball at the very, very, very last second. I'm going to hide them. I'm not going to show you my hands near the ball until it's absolutely time to do that. The best receivers are guys that are able to do that and then run after catch, you know, how do you, what's your vision like downfield? So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's one of those, it's just a real complicated position to know. You have to have the intelligence. You got to have the, the discipline to study, you know, and, and, and do you play in and out? You know, there's receivers that can play inside. They can run every single route. They can run all the middle routes, the, the digs and the and the, the seams and, you know, routes like that. And then there are guys that play, they call them the X receiver, that play on the outside, that can get downfield. They can they, they take the top off the field, that have so much speed, okay, that they just go by guys, you know. But, Mark, the problem in college and identifying some of these guys is when you have a Devontae Smith, okay, you know, a guy like that, a Waddle, these guys – you know, they're operating, and this may have been what happened with Harry. And you've pointed this out 
I don't know how many times you've pointed this out where the competition, you know, if you're running by, if you're just running by guys because you're just physically gifted and you're just more of an athlete than anybody you're playing against, yeah, you're going to look like a fantastic receiver. And I think that's what happened with Harry Chris in college because he was playing against those B and C level corners. He wasn't playing against a guy that's playing on, on a Sunday afternoon, right? On four, in that that beautiful conference he came from. You brought up Devontae Smith. He's playing against NFL corners every, every Saturday. Yeah. Every Saturday there was an NFL corner probably – on the team he was playing against. I'm not saying they're going to be a starting NFL corner, but they're on an NFL roster as a corner on every single team he probably faced on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And Mark, like, uh, so, so, and looking at some of these guys, you know, because everybody's interested in the skill guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. They make the money. I mean, yeah. who, who are some of the guys? I mean, look, we know, we know that Chase, you know, we know about Chase. We know about, you know, Chase, we, we, know right? about we know about Chase. Chase. We know about Smith. We know about Waddle. Give us somebody else, Mark. Well, you know who I got, Chris, believe it or not, listed as my fourth guy. And I know you you like Tony a lot. Kadarius Tony I from do Florida. Like Tony. I know you like him. But my fourth my fourth rated wide receiver, believe it or not, is Rondale Moore from Purdue. Yeah. Because I just I I, I just I know he's got some durability questions and he, he, his experience running certain routes is limited, but he's just electric. And he's, he's ultra competitive and you can put him anywhere on the field and he's going to be like a Tariq Hill. If you put him in the right situation, he's Tariq Hill and he's going to he's going to he's going to line up and go everywhere. He's going to drive defenses absolutely crazy if he gets on the right team. Of course, if you get drafted by a team that doesn't know how to use you. Well, unfortunately, you know, and, and I think you could do the same thing with Tony as well. But, well, but, look, you but know, this kid more, Chris, is just going to be like electric if they get him in the right spot. So I think the top three receivers, you're right. Chase Smith and Waddle, everybody's and, and the whole country's got them all over their board. Right. Yeah. And one of the reasons I like one of the one of the reasons I like Tony is because I, I like he he's sick. You know, I like receivers that are over six feet, six feet and higher. OK, you know, this guy's six feet, one ninety three. I mean, he's got. You know, his arm length is like 31 and a quarter. Um, and, and 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 look, he he has he can he can run complex routes, the things we were just talking about. Okay. Yeah. First of all, he plays in a conference where, like you say, he's going up against NFL, Corner. he's going up against NFL corners every every single week, right? Yeah. And you know, he can he can make those over the shoulder catches. OK, he can go outside of his frame in order to make those types of catches. Right. And he's real physical and, and with, with with the ball in his hands. And that's like we talked about what happens in the open field after catch run after catch. You know, how physical can you be with guys? You know, so if you get stuck with a linebacker on you, OK, that's an athletic linebacker or a bigger safety like we have uh, in New England. You know, can you can you after the catch get off get off the you know can you break the tackle you know um, so those are the things and then also the some of the intangibles are you know he's he can step in he could be a punt returner now I'm not saying the Wingles going to need for that but there are a lot of teams out there that can use that it's a roster spot right I mean it's a guy it's an extra roster spot you can use on an offensive yeah. lineman a running back somebody like that a defensive lineman where you don't have to 
uh, you know, you don't you don't have to yeah. have a, a separate spot for a punt returner. Yeah, I so, like I mean, that about Tony and, and more. Either one of them can can return punts. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, again, some of the knock, you know, some of the knock on Tony is that, you know, he's quick versus speed. You know, those are two different things. So he's more quick than he is speedy. Like, he, you know, get, getting getting to that top speed and running by guys versus getting quickly into a route, right? And so, you know, but these, I, I'm, Mark, I'm with you. And then, you know, one of the other guys, too, is, you know, Elijah Moore. A lot of, you know, you talked about Moore out of Purdue. There's a lot of guys that are, that are high up yeah. on that old Miss um, quarterback and Bateman out of Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, there's quite a – this is a – you know, we talked about, what was that, two years ago, that wide receiver class yeah. from two years ago. This class is, is, is pretty damn good too, Mark. You know, it is. And, yeah, it is. And I don't know if it's some, as good as that class, but it's good. Right. And there's some guys when you get into the, you know, to, to the later rounds, to some of the other rounds that you look at and say, hey, you know, now there's a guy I really love um, is she Smith out of uh, Shy Smith or she Smith out of uh, South Carolina. First of all, he, he played he played in the right again. I'm Mark. I'm after what happened with Harry. <laughs> after what happened with Harry, oh, I'm yeah. so beat up. I'm so beat up with other conferences that I just, you know, I I, I don't even want to look at anything past uh, the SEC, right? I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's one of those things for me, you know. So uh, again, it, it, it's well, Chris, he's a guy you could probably get in the third or fourth round too, Shea Smith. I think. No, I know, and that and, and, and again, yeah. these are those second, third day guys. And you I know, think he that, would be a he'd be a real tough slot guy. The reason I like that guy is because he's he makes a ton of catches. Yeah, he he's does. one of those. He's a guy like he's an Edelman kind of guy where he'll just make he'll just make a ton of catches. I mean, you know, uh, in set 2017, he had 29 receptions. You know, okay, 400, 400 yards. Okay, but they just and then uh, well, he caught 45 receptions he and caught then 57 this year, right? 57. And they just keep, see how they just keep going up. Yeah. They just yeah, keep yeah, going yeah, up year yeah, after yeah. year after year. Yeah. And so you have to believe that that's good. That, that trend is going to just continue. You know, well, you look at um, that, Chris, your buddy, Tony had 70 catches this year. Right. Right. And, 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 and look, and, and by the way, what, what do the Patriots like to do too? They like to run sort of gadget things sometimes, don't they? Them, them. This guy, Smith, this she Smith, uh, and I don't know if I'm saying if it's shy or she, uh, S-H-I, out of South Carolina. Do you this know is a Devon, guy that can, yeah. do you can do Devontae those. Smith had 117 receptions. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why he's that's why he's going to be the, uh, you know, that's why he's going to be the first, uh, the sec, first or second receiver taken off the board, you know. But, uh, you know, but, so, but listen, no, you're right. So, the kid shy Smith, Chris, you're right. you got to take somebody from a conference that's like, that's been competitive against top talent. Right. You know, I don't want to see, you know, even they took the Pac-10 tight end last year from UCLA. And what do you do? You go spend a ton of money to bring in two tight ends now because I think they realize he's a bust. Why yeah. would you bring in Smith and, and Henry if you thought this kid, Asi Asi, was going to be a, a player? Yeah. You, you know what? You, you We're so done with. <laughs> you know. We're so finished with the Pac-12. I, I can't. I, there's. I don't think there's a guy that we that I would go near, you know. Um, but yeah, the, so that's all on the wide receivers, and, and and similar to that, Mark, we talk about the tight ends, okay? Well, and that's another I, thing. Now, now for us, New England's got the, New England's got their tight end 
we're all set. Situation we set. That's a position I didn't even study a ton because I don't think we're going to take one, Chris, unless, unless he, you know, Belichick, if there's somebody there in the sixth round that he thinks has got potential and he's a tight right. end and he's high on his board, he's going to say, hey, you know what? He's the best value at this, the, the, the sixth round. I'm taking the guy, even though you don't necessarily maybe need one, put him on the practice spot. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you tremble out of Notre Dame. You got McKitty yeah. out of Georgia. Eubanks yeah. out of Michigan. I mean, there's, there's some of these guys, but, but just quickly, I mean, some of the things you're looking for in a tight end, obviously size, size and strength. But again, a lot of the players today are one or the other now. I mean, there's a very, very few Gronks out there that can just do it all block yeah. and catch and, and run proper and run precise routes and get up to speed and run away from guys. There's just not so many guys like that. You either have a guy like Kyle Pitts, who is more of a receiver type, you know, or you have, you know, you have the guy from um, Jordan from Miami. Okay. You know, 6'3", 245. I mean, guys that can, guys that are bigger guys. They're not Gronk size guys anymore. No, no. You haven't seen that in the last three or four tight end classes, Chris. I guess maybe Andrews is kind of like a Gronk. But but other than that, Chris, most of the tight ends the last couple of years have been guys like Pitts and, and right. you know, guys like in Jordan and, and guys like that. And, you know, what do you so, think of um? but what do you think of Hunter Long? He's a guy, Chris, that Out I of do Boston like. College. I, he, and, he's six, and, three, six, five, two fifty four. He's a guy that I talked to you about during hmm. the season. And I said, Chris, I really like him. This was before I knew we were going to get two tight ends in free agency. So, yeah. you know, but he reminds me, Chris, a little bit of uh, Austin Hooper, but I think he's going to be a better version of Austin Hooper and Hooper, you know, isn't bad. The, the only issue with long, he can do a lot of things, Chris. He, he caught a lot of balls. You know, we caught like almost 60 balls this year. Yeah. Is they don't know if he's got that separation for the NFL to break away from a, a, If they put a, a slot corner on him, can, can he get, you know, is he strong well, again? Mark again, they're in there and they're in that tells you the difference. You know, yeah, between you know. what you're looking at in these guys and how specialized they are now. There yeah, are guys that can the get downfield, him, yeah. and then there are guys that can block, yeah. and you need I'm, them both. I'm thinking long, Chris. If somebody gets him in the third round, he'd be a good, a quality. I think he's a better third-round tight end than Asiasi. Oh, uh, Mark. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that 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 certainly <laughs> that certainly goes without saying. You know, well, I, I, my projection is long would probably go to the in a third sometime in the third round, Chris. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, and then you got guys like, you know, a, a Zach Davidson, you know, out of central out of central Missouri. You know, th- those those Midwest schools always produce they those produce. big they do they th- those big somebody. big dudes. You know what I mean? That this do. guy's six seven, two hundred and forty-five pounds, thirty-two inch, you know, arm. Um, I mean, you know, he gets out of his stance with good quick. He's still quick though, you know. He guy had eight eight hundred and ninety-four yards, fifteen touchdowns. Okay, in 2019, this guy. It's it's hard in 2020, Mark. You know, it was real hard. It was real. And that's one of the things you people out there need to understand too. 2020 was a tough. That's a tough year to try to for scouts and people like Mark and I trying to break things down because some some of these players didn't even play. Some of them played limited games, COVID issues. Other guys uh, weren't playing, which you know affected their game. Well, Chris, that's the thing I'm glad you brought up. Like I, when I was grading out some of these guys, they some guys play 5 games, 6 games. Five, I'm like, "Holy Christ, they, they, you forget 2020. These teams yeah. got games canceled." So the, the window of what you could see from these guys, it's it's, it's tough. Yeah. 
Mark, you know that that this that uh, that that Zach Davidson was can punt. Did you? Did you, you really lost your did mind? Did you know that? You really lost your mind. His career average for punt. Uh, this is how bad. How this big is, is Mark, he? Mark and I. His. This is how much we studied this. His career punting average was forty two and quarter, forty two and a half yards, with fifty six percent inside the 20 yard line Jesus. dude six seven he's six yeah. seven 245 pounds the guy can catch he's yeah. agile you know got good flexibility so that's the kind of guy that that's the kind of guy that belichick would like but again as you say how many tight ends you going to put in that room you know you you got the two you drafted last year and then uh you know and, well, i think the kid dalton Keene's going to be like an h-back fullback he ain't going to be he's not going to be in the tight end room chris I, i'll yeah. be shocked if he's in the tight end room Right. I can't I can't imagine Asiasi that stiff sticking around too much longer with them anyway. Well, he's a third you know I mean? pick though, Chris. How do you what do you do with them? You're gonna have to try to give them a chance, right? To I don't know. They're willing to listen, they're willing to move on from your favorite Steph. I mean, they're taking trade offers for him. Yeah, you think they'll move right? on? Harry? Yeah. I don't know. First round pick, they're gonna move uh, on. You know, I I I I I think I think if they if he I think if he gets enough in return. Well, let me let me ask you something. Really, and I we're gonna go to break next, Joe. But and then we'll get to the we're gonna get to the defense on the other side. But what do you think? What do you think would be an acceptable, you know, return for Harry? You asking me? I'm asking you. Well, so, other than <laughs> other than like let let me you know let me have your scraps that the dog didn't eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, you know, <laughs> right. You know, where's your dog over there? What didn't he finish in his bowl tonight? We'll take that for Harry. You know what I mean? No, in all honesty, Chris, I think Belichick probably would look for like a five. I don't yeah. think he'll give him up for a six or a seven. I think he'll bite the bullet and say, you know what? We'll keep him for another year and see if they see. You if don't he think he's do worth anything. a four? Think he's worth a four? Chris, if you could get somebody to give you a four for that guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that. That's what? a lot. Of, I'm gonna that's use a big my ass. favorite line. What imbecile would give you a four for him? Well, look, I, I can't think of anything better to get the break on than that right there. When we come back, we're gonna talk. We're gonna get to the other side of the ball. Talk about linebackers. Talk about defensive backs. My favorite thing. All that and more right after this. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's gonna give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we wanna always talk about? And really, it's startup, it's finance and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Mark, it's startup, it's financing, and it's drive. You know, our good people, thank you over to Special Sauce Podcast. Make sure you tune in to them, log on, and uh, check out their po podcast. Real smart guys over there. They are uh, real smart people over there. Um, you know, they'll help you out a lot. So, Mark, listen, on that front side, look, we covered the offense, most of it, and, and everything we wanted to talk about there. And, again, you know, some people look at this and say, God, man, this is like, this is like uh, an accounting software. You know what I mean? Uh, but, for, but for us, I mean, look, if you're a football fan, okay, if you're a person that's going to look at the team, call into these shows and 
just bitch and complain about why did they take Harry? Why did they take this? This is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. You got to look at this stuff. You got to see what they're like in college. See the numbers. See what it takes. I'll tell you what, everyone, anyone out there, you do it a couple of times. It's a lot of fun, Mark. I mean, you know, we've been doing how many years we've been, have we been, hey, we've been breaking this, this time? We've been doing this for too long. And many you know years. what? There's a method to the madness. Like Chris, a lot of times will give me a grade. He'll be like, yeah, I got this guy rated out as like an 88 or an 89. Now he does it a little different to me. Everyone has their own system. I don't grade them out 88, 89, but I grade them out. I, I like to grade them out by round. And sometimes I drive Chris crazy because he's giving me a number. And I'm like, yeah, I got him as a fourth round. I don't, yeah. That's just, I, I like to break it down by round because that's just how my mind works. I'll plot them out. I got this, these guys, I got this guy third round. I got this guy fourth round. I got, you know, which basically is the same thing Chris is doing, but we have a little different of a system, you know? Well, look, and, and everybody has a different grading system. Yeah. I mean, you have some of the experts out there. They, they grade from a five to an eight. Eight yeah. being the perfect prospect, the perfect guy. Yep. Five being chance to make the NFL yeah. in training camp, but mm. you know, likely, mm. really more likely to get cut than anything else. You know, yeah. uh, we have that borderline of guys that's on that are undrafted. You know, yeah. and, and then there's everything in between. You know, all the numbers in between, and it usually goes. You know, there's probably two grades in the seven, two grade in the six, or three in the six, four in the six. You know, three, four in the five. You know, so that's you know, four grades within those numbers, you know, as you go up the numbers, you know, if there's four categories, say a five, a 5.4, 5.5, 5.8, then you, you know, then you get the six, six, one, yeah. six, three, six, five, six, seven. Yeah. As you get further up, there's less, there's you less. get less categories because the guys, the guys that are up in those areas, the sevens through eight, those are elite. You know, Trevor Lawrence is an eight, those are your top, those are your top guys. So, top guys, yeah. so, Mark, moving to the defensive side of the ball, you know, um, and this is something that when you look at the Patriots, look at the Patriots draft well. You know, I would say interior, they're usually, they're usually good in the interior. Defensive front, um, offensive line. They do well there. They, they draft well there. You know, and, and look, Mark, quarterback, obviously you've got to give them props on quarterback. Yeah. You know, I mean, okay, Brady – you know, Good Brady's that Listen, diamond. Luck, yes, yes. Obviously, Brady's that diamond. But you know what, Chris? I still think Castle they, was okay. They, I still, Castle's okay, and I still think they did a good job in in, in evaluating Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think that, that I I don't know what percent wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I don't know what San Francisco's perception is out there. I I, I think that coach is a little nuts, to be honest with you. The more I've been listening to him talk, I, I'm really interested to see who he drafts. And what his so-called system is going to do for the quarterback he drafts, because I think this guy snapped a little bit, this coach, and I think Lynch is listening to him. So it's it, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. if the guy they draft, how much more he's going to get. If, if it's Mac Jones, how much more is Mac Jones giving you than Jimmy G? I, I just don't see it. But well, you better it. give you something because yeah. you better give you something because guys like Kittle over there and 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 oh, Debo and all yeah. those guys, you know, Bosa and so on. They like, These guys, they like, they like you know, G. they like him. They, they went yeah. to a Super Bowl with him. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you bring somebody else into that locker they, they room. Can, listen, it's a big risk what they're doing, Chris, that they're going to, they could lose this team. If the guy they bring in really struggles as a rookie and you've bounced Garoppolo out of there, you know, which is why probably the more likely situation is Trey Lance. 
sitting yeah. behind them. Yeah, we'll see. But like you said, Mark, you're spending $50 million on quarterbacks. I don't see it. I think they, I think, I'm telling you, I still say it, Chris. I think Garoppolo's going Thursday night. He's going somewhere Thursday night. If it's not New England, he's going somewhere well, we may, Thursday night. Well, you may be tuning in on Friday, everyone, to hear us talk about, hey, Garoppolo's going. This is where he went. And, and maybe it may not be New England. Keep no. your eye on Chicago. Okay. Keep your eye on Chicago yep. making All a right. trade for that, for offering something better than New England would offer for okay. him. Because look, Mark, I think it depends on what New England does, and we're going to get to that in the next segment. But if they don't draft the quarterback, God, I don't know. We, we'll cover that next. Because I okay, <laughs> sure. All right. I'm not go. sure what so the hell we, they do if they don't cover the quarterback. Well, Mark, defensive end. Defensive. Edge? Well, looking at looking at the defensive line, the front seven. You know, the defensive front. You know, you got two categories. You got the edge guys. You got the you got you got the defensive line. So, Mark, edge, yeah, talk the about the edge. Talk about the edge. The, I'm only saying the edge because this drives you want to you throw things every Sunday when we can't mm. seal the edge. Every Sunday, he's ready. Oh, to really, really pisses me off. Because I got it's not just the defensive ends job, right? Obviously, linebackers, you know, our, our safeties who are coming up. You know, we, we we just can't seal the edge. Well, that lateral movement and athletic ability, and 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 can you shed? Can you ward off and shed to seal an edge? Those are things that that you really look at when you're looking at these guys in college. And a lot of times, Chris, because of the way these offenses are run in college, they don't require their edge, their defensive guys on the end. To do that, they're just lining up and, and 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 rushing the quarterback because there's not a ton of having to seal the edge in college anymore. I watched a lot of these games, Chris, this year, be only because of the Patriots' weakness at that position. And I'm saying to myself, "But Jesus, they're not required to seal the edge in college because of the offenses that these teams are running against them." You know, so that's a skill that they haven't learned. And it, it, it and Chris, you're learning it on the fly in the NFL. That's pretty tough, right? You know. And, yeah. and so pursuit and play speed and, and, and you're holding the point of the attack. And, and those are types of things when you're evaluating an edge guy. Hand can, fighting. Hand fighting. Can they do that? Right. Besides, obviously, rushing the quarterback and speed and, and, and all that stuff. But and they can get they, off. Can they get off? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they get off is huge. You know, what's their alignment? Are they playing in a yeah. two point? They playing in a three point stance? Um, how they yeah, how they come off the edge, what's they move off the edge? Do they have a multitude of looks to give the tackles? Look, these tackles are smart. We just covered that, you know, that these guys are good, they know what they're doing, you know. Um, what's the defensive end like coming off the edge? I mean, what kind of a move are they because you can't just, you know, everybody talks about oh, swim, rip, you know, uh swim, rip, uh, push, pull, you know, all these things and 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 scissor move and well, you better have a multitude of things. You know, you listen to Aaron Donald, okay? Who, you know, that guy could play everywhere on the off uh, defensive line. You're talking, first about, of all. you're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer. But when he's on the edge or Bosa or guys like that, those guys, if you watch them play, they have a mul they have many, many moves coming off the edge yeah, to get do. by that tackle. Yeah, they do. Because if you don't, you're just going to get swallowed up. And the but other thing, Chris, is what are they playing college? Were they in a 4-3? Were they in a 3-4? Like right. a lot of times. So if you're, a, you know what I mean? System wise, too. Yeah. Like you talked about system before. Yeah, well, five. They, a five-man front. Yeah. What are they coming from? True nine technique, meaning outside coming off and, and really contain and being that contained. Yeah, it pisses me off when they can't contain, when they can't seal that edge. Weiss and all these guys and Simon and, you know, they just can't get it done. But the other thing, too, is can you get on that 90 degree to the quarterback? Can you, can you square that quarterback up and not, and not bite for a move and allow him to get around you? 
And nothing irritates me even more than playing behind the quarterback. I mean, how many times do you see, you know, players come off the edge, end up behind the quarterback, and the quarterback just comes out that side, comes out that C-gap side, and, and, and it moves, moves laterally and throws that ball, lets a wide receiver come open because the defensive end was playing behind. Now, there's a difference in playing behind them and spinning back in front to make the, make the sack. But those are all things that you look at in a defensive line, a defensive end. And on the defensive line, Mark, what you love about Butler and what you love about Guy, okay? Well, what are the things you like about him as to why you what you would look at a defensive front? Well, the one thing with Guy, Chris, is he can he can hold the point of attack, right? And he's got real good play strength, right? So he can hold yeah. the point of attack and he can shed and he, he can get to the running back and he, and he can make those plays. And he also has the, the burst and the ability – to, to power rush, right? To, to, to get to the quarterback from that position, which not a lot of guys can do that. Guy has gotten better at that, believe it or yeah. not. When we first got him, Chris, that wasn't a strength of his. And I think our defensive line coaches have helped him with that because he's gotten better at that, that, that rushing of the quarterback where the first year we had him, it was basically, you know, stand the guy up, make a tackle, uh, uh, tackle the running back. He was good against the run, but now they leave him in there for the passing game where they used to bring him off the field when we first got him. They're not doing that anymore. You know, right. Um, yeah. And and, and, yeah. and the other thing is, can you take on blocks? Can you yeah. take guy? I mean, part of that job sometimes is, is to free up your linebackers to make place to read and, and to get into the gaps and make the and, and I mean, finish. You, off I the mean, play. you know, I mean, they're happy with guy. Look at the money they just gave him to bring him back. Well, I mean, yeah. And I, and I think he's a he's a good player and, and, and for them. And but that's what they're looking at. Defender. Well, Mark, let's get to the linebackers. OK, because I know. I know, especially get inside mine. Okay. When you're looking at it, when you're looking for an inside linebacker, okay. When you're looking for a Ray Lewis, you know what I mean? What are the things you're, what are the things you see in an inside well, linebacker that have to happen? The, 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 the get an inside the look. When I analyze inside linebacker, I put film on and I watch Elder and Roberts first mm -hmm. and see what he did and pick the opposite. The opposite. Your favorite, so, your favorite, favorite player no, of all time. In all, in all seriousness. So, Chris, again, you got to be able to, to you, first of all, if you're inside, right, Chris, you're going to have, you, you, you're going to have range, right? And, and you're going to have that lateral speed and pursue because you're going to be, you're going to be doing a lot of moving from side to side. You're going to be in, you're going to be plugging holes. You're going to be rushing quarterbacks. You're going to be all over that line of scrimmage. If you're playing on the inside, you're going to have to have that, right? You're going to have to be able to, 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 to separate. You're going to have to be able to shed. You're going to have to be able to slide. But more importantly, Chris, too, is what you like to talk about as well. Besides having all of that and the ability to, 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 to rush to it, and all that stuff, you better have a heck of a football IQ in playing that position because there's multitude of reads that you're oh, typically you're wearing the green dot on the helmet yeah. too. So you're gonna you better be as smart as smart as hell. And that's one of the things, Chris, that drove you crazy this year about Bentley because oh. you didn't think Bentley had the intelligence to play the position. You would say that to me every Sunday. What the hell is he reading? Yeah, late on everything. Like the like the like the other guy they brought in. Uh, the other guy they had playing there. Um, that I the hall, uh, yeah, hall, hall. yeah, yeah, hall, hall. But same you, kind like, of thing, you know, stop, you, you just he stopped he, in place after the play's already the, moving. You didn't think Bentley had the intelligence for that position, Chris. No, I, and so, Mark, that, that, and that's what makes Micah Parsons such a good prospect. All the things you just described, sideline to sideline. I mean, his only knock is, is, is coverage, that's his only knock, and, and with New England, they want that. In the inside yeah, play, they, 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 do. they want that. 
but God, I, he's too much of a, he's too big of a talent to pass up. In my opinion, I mean, this dude, you know, he, he's, he, like I said, he can just, he could destroy blockers. I mean, guy, he can't, that guy can't be blocked. Okay. He just gets off the block and he goes silent, silent, and he squares guys up. He takes good angles. He's never really beat, you know, that way he can get to the edge and, and make a play and help his outside linebackers out. So yeah, Mark, I'm with you. The inside linebacker spot, not only you got to be intelligent. Okay. But you got to be physically gifted too. You know, the Ray Lewis's of the world, you know, they're, they're few and far between, but boy, when you get one, you can tell you that's a, that, the inside linebacker can make or break your whole defense, you know, yeah. with the way, yeah. with the way they're operating out there and Mark for the outside guys, you know, Outside linebacker has has evolved, okay, into a, a a hybrid of different things. I mean, there are guys that can play edge with as an outside linebacker. You know, they can play coverage like a safety, okay. That can play as as if they're an inside linebacker with power and filling gaps and getting off blocks. That that <laughs> Von Miller type of position, you know what I mean, where you know, you're, you're able to get at the end of the line, play that defensive end role, get off the edge, seal it. Um, you know, you're also able to drop in coverage, you know, cross face on a, on a, on a, on a, a running back that's coming out for a pass, you know, where you're an outside linebacker and you've got to pick that up, you know, yeah. being able to get inside and, and play inside linebacker at times, just based on, just based on personnel that's out there. I mean, if you're in dime Mark, you know, Maybe the coach doesn't want an inside linebacker on the field at that time. Maybe he wants Winovich out there, you know, at the outside linebacker end position, however you look at it. And guy like, you know, the guy that, that really was good like that, that go that played all that high, Willie McGinnis. You know, Willie McGinnis was defensive end, right, Mark? But slash outside linebacker. And he could do it all. I still think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know, you know, but I still think he's a Hall of Famer, McGinnis. But I think he is. He may eventually get, listen, Chris. I think he'll eventually get in. I think, I think that that dynasty team eventually is going to end up like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over time, more yeah. and more of those guys get in just because when you look at their legacy, Jesus, what are you going to do? You're going to have to let some of these guys in because they were so dominant. I mean, right. you're going to you're going to make these. It took 20 years or so, but all these Pittsburgh Steelers guys eventually all trickled in. I think you're going to see the Patriot guys trickle in from that era. They they, they have to, Chris. How, how do you yeah, not? I would imagine. I, I mean, know, I would imagine. You know who I like, Chris? And I was just looking for my linebacker notes a little bit while you were talking. Mm. I really like this kid, Jamin Davis from Kentucky. You know? Yeah, I know. Linebackers. I, I, and, and, and you talked about what New England requires of their linebackers. And believe it or not, he does more of what Belichick wants to see, as crazy as it sounds, than Parsons. Even you though would, Parsons is a freak athletically. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody in this draft is better than Parsons is no, in that position. Not, but no, I, no, I, no, but I understand not, what but, you're saying. I mean, you, But Belichick, I wouldn't be surprised, Chris, if this kid is there late in the first round still, that he, if he has the picks, he tries to move back into the first round to get a guy like this, especially if Parsons was already off the board at 15. So if yeah. you don't have the opportunity to take Parsons, I would not be surprised if he moves himself into the late first round if this kid's still on the board and goes gets him because you need somebody to replace. Listen, next year, Chris, after after next year, Hightower's gone. Um, Bentley, as much as we don't like him, is still a free agent, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And it, so you, you're going to lose 
two, and there's another guy. There's a third linebacker. I forget who it was. You're going to lose three linebackers of uh, free agents, Chris. You're going to have to bring in some linebackers in this draft. Mark, but see, this is where you 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 and I differ on where this guy where this guy's going to go. Okay, because I you know I have him, you know I yeah I have him as the fourth rated linebacker. Okay. Yep. Um, fifth, fourth, fifth in that range. I don't know. I think he'll be there at 46. I really do. All right. I, I really so. think he'll be there because right. I think there's, I there's a lot so. of skill guys that are going to go ahead of him. I you hope know, so. I hope um, so. so I love the kids, Zaf and Collins, too. From from from, from Tulsa. Tulsa, he's yeah. a kid. He's I mean, a kid that reminds me, Chris, of of a, of a believe it or not, a Jamie Collins, and it can do a lot of those things. If New yeah. England, so I, I would take either one of those guys, Chris, with the 46 pick. I would take Collins or him because I think you, you, you're you going to need that. Well, and, and Bolton, too, out of Missouri. Bolton, well, yeah. You know, he's if, another guy that, you know, that I don't want to see Belichick. them do what they did last year with the guy from Oklahoma that I love, that they traded out of the pick so San Diego could take him. Yeah. Nah, I know. I know. I know. You know, uh, but, but again, Bo- Bolton, I, Bolton's the kind of guy, um, you know, Bolton's the kind of guy that that Belichick, you know, that Belichick looks for too. I'm going to tell you know? who I don't want him to take, Chris. Mm. Do not take the guy from Alabama because I think he's a fraud. The kid Dylan Moses, I think, yeah. is a complete fraud. I don't want them to take another Alabama linebacker because I don't think the kid's that good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have him. I don't have him rated very, very high. No, neither you do know, I. And, I, and I you like, know, Belichick loves those Alabama guys, though those linebackers. Yeah, I, I like I like Bolton a lot better, and, and, and this is why I'm saying because you, okay, look, you know you know that Parsons is going to come off the board quickly, and you know that uh, the Notre I Gerald, I can't say his last name Owusu. Yeah, he's going to come off the board quickly. Yeah, he's going to come off the board quickly from Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and, and he's got intelligence too at that position. So, Mark, you know, we're running short on it, so all right, we move to the defensive backs now, okay, and. Those are very, you know, it used to be that you could play in and out. You know, safeties could interchangeable with corners, interchangeable with safeties, and so on and so forth. And now it's just, it's so specialized now. And it's so specialized even within those positions. You know, so when you look at safety, Mark, okay, and I'll take the corners, but when you look at safety, you know, because New England is in a situation where, you know, free safety is going to be an issue. They're going to have to do they're something. They're going to have there. to draft one in this draft, Chris, because the guys we got, even the younger guys like Phillips and and and, and Duggar, and even the kid we just picked up from from Philly, yeah, those guys aren't free safeties. No, they can play some corner, slot corner. They can play, they they can play the position that Chung played, but those guys aren't aren't going to take McCordy's spot in center field. That's not their, which, that's not their natural ability. Right, which is why you look at a guy like. Um, Morig out of TCU, you know. Yeah, but he's going to be long gone. I think. No, he'll be gone. But but I'm saying it, it, as you as you look to what type of guy that oh, you would yeah, that you're positive, wanting at yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, positive, he's six two, two hundred pound, two hundred pounds. You know, he can play behind the receiver with no problem. You know, he gets on the top shoulder of the, of the receiver with no issue, and then he's got the size in order to take some of these taller, bigger receivers on and get the ball out, right? The, the guys that I'm looking at, only because of how where Belichick could steal one of these guys, right? I'm mm-hmm. looking at this kid. I like the kid from Texas a little bit. The kid Caden Stearns can play center field, right? And you could get him in the third or fourth round, I think, 
right? He had a knee injury in 19, and, and but but the kid is tough. He, he's he's he's. I think the kid's a will be a solid coverage safety in center field, that high safety. And I, I'm telling you, in the fourth or fifth round, Chris, I really like this kid from from Paris Ford. Yeah, I think he can play center field for you. And 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 these are guys that I think. You know, third, fourth, fifth round. You, you, I don't think Belichick's wasting a first or second round pick on a safety. But as you get into the towards the middle rounds, I think he could get one of those guys. You know. You know, I like I like the kid from Syracuse. You know, I I like Cisco. Uh, Cisco, yeah, yeah, I got Cisco. Cisco, though, Chris, I think is going to go higher. He's going to go second. I don't think Cisco well, see, goes past the third round. He's going to be second, third round. I, I, that's where I haven't projected. Maybe, maybe you have a little lower than that. Yeah, I mean, I because when I look at the like where the Patriots are picking, I look at guy like I know you don't like Moses, but guy like that out of Alabama, guy like uh, Diablo out of yeah. uh, the safety out of our Tech, Virginia Tech, guy yeah. like that, and maybe Cisco in that spot because again, it's a it's definitely a position of need. No, it is. It is. You, you know, there's to, no question. Have to address, there. You got to address the center field. But you got to have somebody who's rangy. Okay. Yeah. You know who 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 can go side to side, who can play cover two. And get to the landing spot with no problem and recover mm -hmm. yeah. quickly. And you want a guy that can't come up and make plays. You need a guy that, that can come up and and square somebody up and 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 not let not let them get to the edge and bounce. Um, that can help in the running game too. But for New England, you know, New England. I mean, like Baltimore. Baltimore's looking for a guy like a Duggar. They're looking for somebody like that. You yeah, know, yeah. not a guy like this Cisco, you know, 13 picks, 13 pass breakups, 24, you know, I mean, he tore his ACL and that's why I think he's going to drop more. Okay. Um, you know, he had four, three speed, the previous time, but he tore his ACL. So, you know, Belichick, he loves to go looking for guys like that, that are coming off injuries, you know? So with the safety spot. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, that's what you need. You need. You I need think a there's some. Rangy. I think there's some value, Chris, in for the center field safeties. There's options. I'm going to be really upset this year if we don't take somebody to backfill for for, for McCordy and let them learn for McCordy yeah. for the year. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, listen, Mark. There's guys. There are guys late in the draft. I mean, you know, which would go. You know, listen. When you're drafting guys in the fifth, sixth round, these are guys that maybe will make the team special teams. They'll help out there. But a guy like this Uphoff out of Illinois State, okay? You know, here's a guy, again, he's six foot, 213 pounds. Uh, he's got good safety. So he's got good safety size. Um, he makes a, just makes a lot of plays, and he's a great athlete, okay? Um, more so than it's competition. And look, he played at Illinois State. I mean, it's not like he played against terrible competition, right? Um but again, it's a guy that would look to more special teams at first and maybe he can crack the lineup, you know, but with McCordy there with Phillips, he can have some time to develop. And I think you can get that guy in the sixth round. You know, I do. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. there's a lot of skilled guys at the offensive side of the ball that are going to go, which is why you're going to see some of these safeties drop, you know, to spots that you didn't think they would be. You know, and and and, and there's a, there's there's quite a few of them there. So, and Mark, so when we shift over the corner, and then we'll go to break and we'll come back. We'll talk about the Patriots and what they're going to do in their draft. Mark, when you go to corner, okay, look, to me, and I've said this, one of the tough, the toughest thing to do on a football field, take the quarterback out, okay? Quarterback is the toughest position in all of sports to play. Most difficult. Requires everything. Just take that out for a second. To me, 
the next the, 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 the next on that list is corner. There's so much that a corner is doing on that field. You need it all. You need athleticism. You've got it. You if you don't run, if you don't run sub four four, you you can't play corner in the NFL, Mark. You know, yeah. You 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 just can't. You've got to have some range. You've got to have a little bit of size. You have to have tackling ability. You have to have the intelligence to do it. You've got to be able to study. You've got to be able to understand route combinations. You're reading routes. You're reading receivers. You're reading the X, the Z, the Y, and you're reading for zone, outside to inside, uh, inside to outside. You know, and and where you need to be on the field, stance is so so damn important. I can't tell you how many corners focused on their stance and their alignment more than anything else, because it's 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 half the battle. These guys are so fast. These wide receivers, they get by you in half a second, you know, and they're gone. So if you're a corner, all right, you've got to be able to match speed, match size, match match strength. You've got to be able to play the ball. You've got to be able to play taller receivers and be able to play that window in there um, where the ball's coming in and you just can't hide. They talk about high pointing the ball, getting to the highest point. There are corners that just can't do that. I mean, you're, if you're playing against a 6'3 wide receiver and you're 5'11, you're not high pointing that ball. It's just not going to happen. I've seen corners over the last five years, six years. You know, remember that comeback route, that, that, that um, back shoulder throw. Okay, that a quarterback will make. And it's almost when they first started doing that, it was impossible to cover. You just that 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 stop on a dime, turn to the turn to the uh, sideline and catch that ball at a high point, you know, and quarterbacks have been great at putting that ball there. Well, corners over the last several years have developed the ability to stop short, turn and get back to that back shoulder throw and defend it. Man, you know what it takes to be able to do that? I mean, No, so, Mark, I mean, that's what I look for in a corner, the intelligence, the range, the, you know, the, the speed, you know, the and by the way, it's one of those positions on the field where you need tons of attitude. You've got to be a guy that thinks your shit doesn't stink. I mean, that's who you need to be, because that it, you have to forget. You have to have a short memory because they're going to complete passes. Right, Mark? So who, what do you think? I mean, who so do you look Chris- at? Let me ask you this. What do you think we need more? Do we need an outside corner or a, a guy that we, would be a solid slot corner? Well, then what that's the, a, what's a greater need for the Patriots? And point? that's the other and that's the other thing, too. Right. Because it, you it, know it that they, they, they're not they're two separate yeah. entities. Yeah. Well, you, you nickel corner, which yeah. is that guy that plays on the inside because yep. you're defending. Think about what you're defending. You're defending Most of the time. Chris, now you're with these offenses. <laughs> now you're in, you're in the nickel almost the whole game. Right. You're, you're defending either, you know, you're either a corner that has to defend Metcalf or you're a corner that's going to defend Edelman. Think and with it. that, with that slot, I know it sounds, sounds like, well, Metcalf's the tougher. No, well, you know, you're defending a guy in the slot that can stop short, stop, 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 stop. That can run those zigzag routes where, where it's an in route, stops down a dime and goes to an out. Yeah, you're defending that. So what does New England need? Yeah, I think they're needing more of that. Right now. I mean, look, Gilmore's still there. Okay. He's a good outside corner. JC Jackson, Jackson is a good outside corner. Jones is still there. Right. Well, he's technically an outside guy, though, Chris, right? Right. What you need is a guy. What you need is a guy on the inside. You know, um, McCordy, 
you know, Jason McCordy was always a guy that had a lot of speed, but, but he, 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 he shifted inside. You need know, Logan Ryan guy like that. that so, can play that inside spot. I'm going to tell you, Chris, who I think is the next is Logan Ryan is mm. the kid from Ohio state, Sean Wade. And that's why I brought up. Do you want a slot or do you want an outside guy? Cause I think he's a perfect slot corner who will probably be there in the third round, maybe still for you to yeah. take. I, I would be all over Sean Wade if he's there. Cause he's not he's not gonna be an outside corner, but he will be one of the best slot corners in the league if he, you put him in the slot in a few years. He, I think he's got that type of ability to be Logan Ryan, if not better than Logan Ryan. Yeah, I mean from Ohio State. Yeah, I, I look, he I, I agree. You know, I mean I, I think he I think he has the potential to be better than Logan Ryan. You know, I, I really do. He's six one, one ninety-six. Um you know, he's, he's got a big body. Well, see, he's got a long frame, you know, this guy. So basically what, what happens is Mark, what are we hearing right now? What is show? What are we hearing? What is all that? Uh, what are you hearing? What are, I don't know. I'm hearing stuff in the background too. I'm speaking? hearing things in the background. I don't know what yeah. I'm hearing, but anyway, um, but with it, with, with, but with, with Wade, Again, he's got a long frame, so he can he he can make up. The point is, he can make up for those mistakes. So, if it's an inside, if it's an inside to outside route, because he's so long, as long as his footwork is okay, as long as he can stride short where he can stop start quickly, yeah, I think you're right. You know, um, he he has experience on the outside too, so he has some versatility. Um, he's he's got a lot of strength. Okay, so he's not gonna you know he's not gonna get pushed off on where some of these inside receivers like to do. Okay. Um, but he uses his body. Okay. He's able to get around the receiver. Now, you know, like when you see, when you see, uh, you, you see a corner get on the top shoulder downfield shoulder on like a, a, a crossing route or something. And they're able to take the, the hand inside and then wrap around to the outside or to downfield when that's happening, you know, he's got a good ability to do that because he's got a long frame, you know, um, he makes real athletic interceptions. This guy that you're talking about, um, and he drives on it. You know, he drives on to the route, and he's got. He'll play that ball as if I it think. Tip. I think there's a it possibility is. he'll be there in the third round. Yeah, I think so. He run, listen. He's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that'll run the route for you. So basically, one of the one of the key things for a good corner is route recognition to the point where you why know Gilmore is so good. Okay. Stefan Gilmore is so is so good because he's so in he's so in tune with the route combinations. And, and that call comes from studying too. But he's so in tune with the route combinations, Mark. He can run the route. There was a game against Miami last year. Okay. I think it was last year. And they were home. They win that game at home. I think so. Yeah. So so there was a game against Miami. And he had an interception. It looked like it was just a four route, just a hitch route where it was, you know, five five to seven yards and come back to the and, and, and like a check mark come back to the quarterback right he was sitting at the top of that route he was just sitting at the top of that route and he caught it in his gut you remember that play so yep. the ability to and, and he didn't play the man on that he played the route so while he's in his back pedal he's basically running that route and he's ending up at the landing spot that quarterback's going to put the ball that's studying and that's body control this kid can do some of that on the inside. So, Mark, I agree with you. I like him. I do. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, 
this this the so I like the South Carolina for late in the draft, real late in the draft. This South Carolina corner, this Mukamu, okay, that corner out of there. Listen, he's another guy, okay. He's another guy that can provide you that type of ability. Yeah, Chris, you know, I got um, him as like a fifth rounder. He's he he fourth fifth round. He I you think got a lot of guys. Playable. You got a lot of guys real high. You got a lot of guys high. You don't a lot think he's, you do. don't think he's a fifth rounder? I don't know. I Just think because I think, of his size, Chris, and his phys- he's physical. Yeah, you know? I, I know. I just, I, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of guys that that are gonna just go before. I, no, I think he has fifth round. He's a fifth round grade, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I, I just don't think, you know. Yeah, he's six four, two twelve. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you. I just. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you where he's gonna end up. Either him. Here's my prediction. Either him mm. or the kid from from Syracuse, Melifanu. Yeah. to Melifanu. One of those two guys is going to end up in Seattle because they're Seattle corners. Those yeah. are the types of guys Seattle likes. They like those guys. Those yeah, they big, do like physical. those kind of guys. One of those two corners is going to, you mark my words, when the draft's over, you're going to say, oh, you were right, Mark. Yeah. Right. One of them's with Seattle. One of those two guys, I'll be shocked if Pete Carroll don't take them. Listen, and the last thing I'll say before we get the break is with corner, one of the things I covet most in a corner, well, not most, but but it's, a, it's very high on my list, is your ability to get to take away the 50-50 ball. You know, this is a ball where the receiver and the corner are going up for the ball. Who's coming down with it? You know, strong hands, attitude, ability. I'm now the receiver. I'm taking that ball away. With this guy, okay, out of South Carolina, Mukamu, this is a guy that will win that 50-50 battle a lot more than not. And when you're in that tight area and those spots, those places on the field, okay, that's what you want. You want that 50-50 ability because the quarterback's putting into a tight space, you know, and you're checked, you know, chances are you're going to be right around the ball. So well, your Samuel, ability to be able Samuel to do that. Samuel's son's in this draft, the Santi Samuel Jr. He is. He is. And there's a lot, Mark, let me just say this. Uh, he is in this draft. You know, he is. Well, you think he'll miss the ball on the sideline too in the Super Bowl or what? You know? It's because you were there. Son of a bitch. I'm telling it's you. It's because you were there. I'll tell you something right now. Everybody's high and certain. He's awesome. He is. I like Horn better. I like I Horn out of South too. Carolina. I like, I like Horn better. That's why I like this other kid out of South Carolina. They're in the room. They're in the same corner room. These guys are in the corner room together. They coach by the same. I like Horn better. I think his range is better. I just think he's in and out. Okay. And physically, you know, I just think, I don't know. I just, I, I for some you know reason, I watch I think, Horn. You know yeah, who else I think has the potential to be better than Sertain, even though Sertain's got the name. Farrelly. This kid Farrelly has the yeah. potential, Chris, to be a stud. Out of Virginia Tech. Sure. So, yeah. again, there's a lot, Mark, there's a lot of good corners in this. You know, if you know what you're looking for, and again, it all, all, everything that we're talking about goes to what the team needs, what their system is, what they need. Any inside, outside like, guys. You like the kid Calvin Joseph a lot from Kentucky, too. I do. Right? Yeah, I do. I do. I do like him again. Similar, similar attributes of what we, you know, I mean, sixty-six feet. He's on that cusp with me, uh, one ninety-seven. But I do like him a lot. There's a few Kentucky guys that we like. So now, Mark, listen, we come back. We're, we're running short on time, but I do want to go through the Patriots draft a little bit, and I want to talk about it. Um, I want to talk about it in the sense of are they picking? You know, I, I know there will be deals going on all over the place, but are they going to pick in that spot? And Mark and I have some players that we want you people to think about as it when it comes to Thursday and Friday and maybe even Saturday. We'll get to that more right after this.
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in, thanks to the good people over at Corso Law Group. It allows me to do what I love to do, which is this, Mark, with you. So looking at the Patriots draft, Mark, okay? First, let's talk about, you know, where they're selecting. So they have a first round pick, pick 15. Okay. They have a second round pick, which is pick 14, number 46 overall. They have a third round pick, which is the 33rd pick in that draft. And that's overall 96 in the draft. They have two fourth round picks. Okay. And that third round pick is compensatory. So they can't, they can't trade it. The fourth round pick is their pick, pick 15 at 120. And when we say the 15th pick, we mean each round has however many picks. 32 through 36. It depends on the compensatory picks and compensatory picks. are basically you're compensated for different transactions that occur. If a guy retires, if a guy gets traded, if a guy, you know, signs with another team, you get a pick back as to what their grade would be. Would they be a third round? Would it be a third round grade for at the time it was done? You know, the, the, for example, Brady went down to uh, Tampa. Okay. So what they got back was a third round pick and that's what he was graded at basically in this stage that they, their compensation for. So when you hear compensatory pick, that's what it means. Um, and then there are certain picks that are traded throughout the year back and forth. So that's why you see those little arrows. It basically is the life of the pick. It started here and went to here and went to here. Um, so again, third round compensatory pick. And again, overall, so the way the draft works is there's, each round has a certain amount of picks, but then the entire draft has one through whatever it is, you know, however many picks total in the draft. That's why you see both. So in the fourth round, they have their own pick at uh, 15th pick in the, in that round, which is one twentieth overall, another fourth round pick, which was a trade um, through Houston, through Arizona in Houston. And that's the 17th pick in that round, one twenty two overall, Another fourth round pick, which is compensatory, 34th in the round, 139th overall. They have a fifth round pick, which is 33rd in that round, 177th overall. Another compensatory pick, that is. They have two sixth round picks. One was traded for, for with Houston. Uh, that's the fourth pick in the sixth round, 188 overall, which, Mark, I think they can get a good player there. Um, they have another sixth round pick, which is 13th overall in, in that round. 197th overall, and then their seventh round pick, their pick, 15th in that round, 242 overall. So, Mark, let's start with the round round one. What do you what, what do you have, Mark? Talk to me. And we've covered this. So and we've gone back and forth on this, Chris. Listen, I I this is barring a trade, right? What they make they could trade up. We're not gonna get into that, right? So with the 15th pick, I think there's gonna be one of two guys there. I think they're gonna, I think either um I think either Waddle's going to fall in their lap or Mika. The way I looked at this board, 
Waddle or Mika Parsons, one of those guys has to fall into their lap. I don't think, based on what I'm looking at, it's going to get drafted based on teams' needs now. Who needs tackles? Who needs who needs a tight end? Who needs quarterbacks? Who needs a, yeah. an edge rusher? I, I just think one of those two guys will be there at 15. And then the question's going to be, do you take Parsons or do you take Waddle? Who? Okay, that's going to be the question. Who do you take? And I, I know mm. you're going to you love defense, Chris, right? And and but you know what I've been clamoring for. for you need a number one. You need a number one. I'm taking Jalen Waddle. With that, do you do, okay, Mark? Do you feel like he's a number one in the traditional sense of one? Like he can't not, can he play not, X? He's not in the traditional sense of a one, but he will be a one because I think he's uncoverable. Okay. Like a, like a Tyreek Hill is uncoverable in that sense, Chris. Yeah. For me. So when, when Hill got drafted, Hill wasn't a traditional number one, but he's their number one. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. He's not you know your outside receiver, X no, receiver. No, take he's not the top be an off. Ex, he well, he could take receiver. the top he off can. the field in different ways. Yes. You know, yes. from the slot, he can do it. And believe me, that's a tough decision, Chris, taking him over Parsons. Believe me. But, yeah, I, would be, I, would, but I would be a hypocrite. If I didn't go with the receiver after you've listened to me for the last three drafts, scream and yell and swear that, you know, now I'm going to have to watch my language Friday night. I got to I got to use the PG version. Yeah. Mark, listen, it's a tough decision. I, I'm with you, though. Normally, with the way things go, you want that line, that inside linebacker. I get it. That sideline to sideline guy. But I think Waddle, I think you have to go Waddle there, too. But I'll tell you what, those two guys may be gone. Okay, by then okay. it's right. possible. Well, if they're going, Chris, then you might get your buddy Horn there. That's the guy I was just about to say. Mock beat me to it. See how he is. See what he sees. That's, always... that's how much we've studied this, Chris. He's that's so in tune to what I'm thinking. This. Yeah, Horn would be the guy. Horn would be the guy because I think it, if Horn's not there, then one of those other two guys has to be there. I mean, I, I can't imagine those that Sertain and Horn go the, without Waddle being Those there. are the three guys I've circled, Chris. If we don't make yeah. a trade, the, one of those three guys has got to be there at 15. I just just because of the, the the needs of the teams above us. Yeah. And I think news, I think 15 will be a little high for Newsom. Um, so at yeah, that point, I, I would trade out of it. You know, if neither one of those three guys are there. So, but I, so if neither one of those three guys are there, you would trade down and try to get some. I capital? think so, unless okay. Devonta Smith is there or any, you yeah, know, those guys. But there could be a quarterback there. You know, what happens if Jones is there, Mark? Okay, well, that's an interesting thought. He's not going to be. He's he not going be. to be. It's no, not even not, worth the not. discussion because no, he's, he's not, not going. He's going. He's right. going. He's going three. Yeah. So now let's get to the let's get to our live draft night, and yep. here we are at pick two, round two, pick fourteen, their own pick. What do you have, Mark? I'm taking the J. I'm taking Davis from Kentucky. I know you were. I knew you, you were going to say you, that, Chris. You know I was. I like Kelvin Joseph. Okay, that's a good. I pick like Kelvin too, Joseph, that's the quarterback pick. out of. We like two Kentucky players there. Yeah, but do you think that's a little soon for Joseph? I don't know. I like him. So, in my okay, opinion, so it, it, if okay. you like him, you go okay. get him. Okay. You know, and the question Davis, becomes: Can he play on the inside? And if Davis isn't there, Chris, and Collins is there from Tulsa. I'll take Collins. So I'll take either one of those guys, whoever. If they're both available, yeah, I think I got to go with Davis just because Davis can can, can replace Hightower, I believe. Yeah, Davis is a great player. Davis is going to be a good player. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those guys there. So you're going defense in that spot. I go defense a lot in this draft. Yeah, I'm going to go defense in that spot, Chris. Okay, so now we're at round three. We're at the compensatory pick for Brady. And I know, like, you're going to go quarterback for quarterback here, aren't you? Well, 
here's the thing. If we well, here's the thing. You're going to take a quarterback, and if we don't get Garoppolo, you're going to take a quarterback in the third round. So I'm thinking it's going to be. I don't think he'll be there, but I think you're going to. I'm going to have to roll the dice and hope Trask is there. And if Trask okay. is there, I'm taking Trask. Um, I'll roll the dice. He's there. I, I don't know if he'll last. Or if, if, I want to put it past Belichick, Chris. If he gets who he likes in the first two rounds and they get laid in the second, he don't trade back into the second to go get Trask if he's, if he's on the board. I don't think Belichick will sit until his third round pick to take a quarterback. I think he'll trade up to go and get one of the guys that's still there that he likes. Because you're not going to have to give up much to trade up at that point. You know what I mean? See, you and I disagree on where Trask is going to go. Yeah, we do. We do. We because do. Because, you know, because here's the other reason I, I say we disagree on it. Because the one fact that we got to think about is wh who the teams, where are they, who is, who's picking, where are they picking, and what do they need? How many quarterbacks? I mean, how many, you know, after you get past the five, there's a there's a drop. I mean, there's a there's a big drop off there. So when you get past that first five, and the quarterbacks of real need are taking those guys, then you start to look at the teams around the league that have veteran, that that are that are yeah. coming with a veteran, okay, quarterback yeah. that they're going to need yeah. somebody behind them. And right. short of Tampa, okay. And I think I Tampa's. I think Tampa might have to take a quarterback, Chris, at some. Well, point this is this is happened. what I'm saying. I mean, as crazy short of, as it sounds, they're going to have to. And maybe they take their hometown kid out of Florida. But here's the thing. Short of short of Brady over in Tampa, Rogers, but they have there. They have a guy. Rogers has love. They have a guy there. So short of those guys, maybe Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh looks at a trash because I don't know if they're sold on Rudolph as a backup over there, you know. But after that, Mark, there's really not a lot of teams that are sitting there thinking, we got to go get the next guy. We got to put uh, somebody in our quarterback room because our guy's a little long in the tooth. Yeah. That's why I think Trask drops. That's why I think you can get him in the fourth round. It's not like I'm saying in the late in the fourth round. I'm okay. talking about with the 15th pick in the fourth round. Okay. You know, that's who I have there. All right. I, I have Diablo uh, in the third round. I Ooh. think he'll be there. The safety out of Virginia. Oh, the safety. Tech. Okay. Yep. Okay. You know, I like him there. And I think he'll. What about I think your guy from Syracuse? Be in that range. Yeah, I, I like him, too. I just think that, um, yeah, I do like him out of Syracuse. Uh, you know what's going to happen. I have him there, too. You know what's going to happen. Your guy from you're, Syracuse you're take is going to end up being like, 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 Waddle. like Weddle. Yeah, like Weddle, Weddle I mean. Remember? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I a few years back, many we're years not, back We're now. not going to draft him, but he's no. going to be Weddle. Many years back, I, I liked. Uh, you didn't like you loved. I liked Weddle, Eric Weddle. Who who San Diego took at the we time, a, and then they were San Diego. We had a chance. And we had a chance to take him, and I, I I think I threw my book, one of the books, at the television, and I said to Mark, "You, I said, you mock my effing words, okay? This dude will be a Pro Bowler for many years, for many years, and he was, and he was a hell of a safety. I think I, I'm with you, Cisco. I may change Diablo to Cisco. I think Cisco is going to be one of those kind of guys too. I really do." So that's my that's what I got in the third. Okay. Uh, I'll go. I'll start with the fourth. I already said it. I think Trask is going to be there. If Trask is not there, I like Atwell, the wide receiver out of Louisville. Okay, I I think that it's time at that point to take a wide receiver. Um, you know who I was thinking of? You know who I was going to take with that pick, Chris at four. I agree with you, wide receiver. I was going to go because I'm afraid he won't be there later. I was going to take your buddy Shy Smith there. 
Yeah. Um, Cause I do like, again, him. I, I have think... him. I have him two picks later. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm I a have... little, yeah all right. I, I, I can see that, but I, yeah. I, I'm afraid Chris, our, our history has been, we wait on receivers and we yeah. wait. And if they're on the board, I want them, take them because we haven't yeah. done that in years. Yeah. It depends on who's behind them at, at, at the 16th pick in round four, because if, if there's a team that needs uh, has a need for wide receiver, then you know, you know what happens to us, Chris. We're sitting there waiting, and you're like, "Oh yeah, Smith's gonna fall into our lap," and somebody right, and jumps, then he goes. Somebody trades up and yeah, takes. And him. it's usually Baltimore or Tennessee. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's typically yeah. one of those teams. But yeah, I like she Shy Smith at, at at pick seventy two picks later because the Patriots have the fifteenth pick in that round and the seventeenth pick in that round, so they're yeah. picking back so to I back. Could, basically. So I could see Chris letting Smith go to the next next pick. I, could, I, I would I, listen. I, I'd, I'd be happy as hell. I could see that. I could see I, that. I'd be happy as hell with a Trask pick at. 15 at the 15th pick and either Atwell or Smith at, at that, at that next pick. In the but third if, neither, round. If, if neither one of those, yeah, in the, in, in the fourth round, fourth round, um, pick 15 in that, in that round and pick 17, 120 and 122. Yeah. I have your buddy in this with the next pick in that round. I have the kid from Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Cisco? I do like him. Cisco. I have him going next. I so like you think him. he's going to go, uh, you think he'll go lower. You think he's going to go later than I think. You think he's going to go? You think he'll last to the fourth round? I think not. That's my, but you know. Well, if he's not there, I'm going to tell you who I take in the fourth round, Chris, is I'll take the kid from Pitt. I'll take the kid Paris Ford. Yeah. Or the kid Stearns from Texas, because I think one of those two will be there in the fourth round. Either they Ford need a or safety, Stearns. man. They need a safety. They Stearns do. or Ford will be there in the fourth round, and I would definitely take one of those guys. The other guy I like in the fourth round there. Is um and I and I never say this 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 guy's name right, so I apologize. But that two two guy that defensive tackle from Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He you know he's a guy that I think um I don't know if I'm saying that right, but anyway he's six two two ninety six. I like his range. I like his his strength. Um, he's got good hand fighting. I think that's the guy that can get through gaps and be a real real um. He can be, he can be a force in the running game, you know. And you put him in there, guy. You let him learn, and I think that's a guy that can really help that team, you know. And I think it's a guy that can get on the field and help him right away too, you yeah. know, in spots. Not not a four down, not a three down guy. No, but a no, guy no. that can get in there on first down, second down, in the running situations. And I think he can mm -hmm. be helpful. So, yeah. Mark, that third pick in the fourth round, thirty fourth in the round, one thirty ninth overall. I would take um, the linebacker if he was still there. I would take the kid from um, maybe from Ohio State, the kid Werner, Pete Werner. Yeah. It's a good player. I mean, it's, it's a guy. These are guys that can we, these are guys that Mark and I feel can contribute. He's a smart guy, Chris. And, you know, that, that I, I, I like guys that are smart in that position. Right. I, I mm -hmm. think he's smart. We, a lot of times lately we've been taking guys at that position, Chris, that are dummies. Right. Right. Like, like I'm just being blatant, blatantly honest. Right. I just think they're right. dummies. Right. At least this kid Werner's got a brain. He can read. He can read. He can read. He can. He can. You know what I mean? Like, I think fourth, maybe fourth might be a even last pick. Maybe it's even a little early for him. Maybe he'll be there in the fifth. I don't know if he'll last to the fifth. That's why I'm saying I, I, I probably would take a linebacker there. Even if it's not him, I think you got to address the linebacker position again. Yeah. A guy that I guy that I'm looking at at that spot is Hutcherson Hutcherson out of um, the off the guard out of South the Carolina. Again, I, okay. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of South Carolina players 
that I'm liking in this draft. All right. I just, I look, I think they're well coached over there. And I, and I, you know, I, I just think, especially, especially in the, um, on the line, but I, you know, I think that they, they need some depth, you know, he's six, three, three twenty one. Um, you know, I think a lot of, you know, I, I, he's rated probably in the twenties of guards somewhere in that range, you know, with like a 34 grade, but like, I just feel like he's a guy I mean, at some point you have to, you have to get some depth, some more depth at the, I know they got a lot of depth and they, they're, they're off their offensive line, but Mox, there's always injuries. I think a guy like that can come in and, and learn and develop, you know, um, in that spot. So moving along quickly in round five. Okay. What do you got, Mark? You're going to love my pick here. I round like, five, 177. Chris, I think you need somebody that could be a, uh, just for depth. I think you need somebody that has the potential to be like a swing tackle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I think I like the kid from BYU, the kid Brady Christensen, to, to be yep. like a like a swing tackle. I think he he could get. He's he's a big, strong kid. He's six six, three hundred. You know, I I think he has the the strength to hold up against you know guys in the NFL. I think he's more of a swing tackle or a right tackle. I'm not talking a left tackle, right? Yeah. But I think you need some depth, you know, uh, because Trent Brown's on a one year contract, right? Uh, when you never know what the heck's gonna happen with him, right? Yeah. Um. I, I, I would take uh, in the sixth round. This is the sixth round, right? We're in the fifth now. Oh, fifth, fifth. He might be a bit of a reach in the fifth, but but yeah. but I definitely would look at a tackle there, Chris. I think we need some depth there. For me, I you know you, you're you're going to think I'm crazy. I like the top fullback here. I like Ben Mason out of uh, Michigan, six three two forty six. I don't know if Vitaly's going to give him. You know, well, I have I think no that's idea. That's why they got Keen, Chris, too. Yeah, I know, but he's not that. He's not not a fullback. I mean, I think they need a lead. I think they need somebody to to even to get out in front with of Newton. You know. Well, Chris, don't they still got Jacoby Johnson too? Yeah, yeah, but um, again, I I like this is the top rated fullback in this draft. Um, and I and I feel like I feel like he kick. I think he could kick one of those guys out of the position. He's the kind of guy that I feel like can can be a player that that kind of fullback player that you talk about for several years, you know, that is like, yeah, when they're running behind him, they, they can, they can run the ball. Um, and then when we get to when we get to around six, pick 188, the fourth pick. I like that up half that safety out of Illinois state. That's who I like there in that spot. I think he'll be there. Um, I don't think it's a huge reach or anything, you know, and maybe, and, and it's the fourth pick in that round. So I think, the risk of him not being there, I think, is is a is a small risk. And I got him. Listen, he he, got, I got him rated as the ninth, right behind Diablo out of, of Virginia Tech. I just think Diablo's a lot better player. That's why I have him so far up, so far up. You know, from instead of six up the third round, this, there's a drop off. But I do have him as the ninth rated safety. This up off this out of Illinois State. You know, he's six feet two thirteen. Um, he's got he's got an that's the ideal safety size. Um, you know, so I, again, it would start on a, on a, you know, a special team situation. Um, but the level of competition isn't as good, but I think it's somebody that can maybe develop. Who do you have here? I got the kid. I think he's, he's got the potential Chris with, with the right coaching. And obviously we have that coaching. I think he's got the, the he's got some talent. I think he could definitely, he'll start out as a fourth corner special teamer, but he's definitely can be a starter eventually. Uh, I like the kid DJ Daniel, the cornerback out of Georgia. He's got some lengthy 6'1", 185, you know. I, I think with Belichick, he, this kid could develop into something. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right, Mock. We're going. We're now we're now in that uh, other sixth round pick, uh, one ninety seven. We're coming to a close. Who do you like? Well, I think at this point, Chris, I may go back to um, just because I think within two or three years, you're going to have to replace your entire inside linebacker group. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. looking at – I got a couple of guys listed here. Let me see here. Um I'm going to go back, believe it or not, Chris, to um, – I'm going to take a shot here with uh, – Because I'm taking a quarterback here. so I'm going to go back. You're going to take a who? A quarterback? A quarterback, yeah. If, right. if, 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 if Trask isn't picked. If Trask is not picked. Listen, then... we're wasting our time with quarterback because Jimmy G is going to be a Patriot. <laughs> Just mark it down. I've been telling you that for two months. Well, while you're go... looking at that, while you're looking no, at no, that. No, no, no. I'm going to go with Jamal Watson. I, I like him from Kentucky. Okay. Another Kentucky guy. I am circled. I was debating whether or not I would, but in the seventh round, I'll take him. I think he's got some some some, some measurables that, that can develop into a player. He's a type of guy Belichick will stick on a practice squad for a year or two, and then all of a sudden he's a contributor. You know, he's as for a seventh rounder, I would take a shot with him. Well, yeah, it's a, and and for me at this, this is this is taking a flyer. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the <laughs> I'm gonna take the six seven two hundred and thirty four pound quarterback out of Arkansas, oh, Franks. Yeah, okay, you like Franks. <laughs> I know you like Franks. He's got good leader. He's got he's okay in the he's okay in the pocket. He can climb it. Um, you know, he's, he can, he can throw the plan. I mean, he could throw the ball, um, but he's got good touch as well. Um, it looks like he can make, he's got enough arm to make all the NFL throws. He's raw. I mean, you know, he, he would need a lot of work, a lot of attention. Um, if, you, if you notice Chris, but he's got I, mobility. Listen for that size. He's got mobility. He, he can good. escape. If you, you know? notice Chris and I's trends, I picked up, you know, some Kentucky guys. We, we, we went with a lot of sec guys. Yeah. Because I'm SEC, tired of it now. SEC, ACC, you know, Clemson's conference. Those are the conferences. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's those are where the athletes are, Chris. What are you going to do? Yeah, because I'm sick of it now. I'm sick and tired yeah, of the freaking Patriots yeah, 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 going to Rutgers you know? and going to these other places to take these these second, third schools. Stay in the SEC. Look, damn it. You, they're playing against NFL talent every damn week, like Mock says constantly. So stay there. Stay there and pick these guys, right? So That's why, okay. you know, even that, that corner I took in this fifth or sixth, what, sixth round, the kid from Georgia, he, he, at least he's playing against NFL receivers every single Saturday. Yeah. And, and, and for my last pick, um, I like the South Carolina corner, Mukamu. I think he'll be there uh, in the seventh round. You think he's going to go higher? Yeah, but, but if, if he's there, Chris, I would agree with you. I, in the seventh round, that's a no-brainer. If he's there and in I, the seventh round, that's a no-brainer. And I only took a couple of receivers in this draft, if you noticed. So yeah, that's how only, much I, I think. That's how I much I think on June 1st they're going to go and, and, and pick up a Although, couple of guys. The one guy, Chris, I do love, and it's going to kill me that they don't – I know they're not going to take him. This kid from Purdue, Rondale, Rondale Moore. You well, mark he's my everything words. they would want. You mark my words. We're not going to take him, obviously. We're gonna, but but the if he ends up on the right team, Chris, and I'm going to – he the kid's just going to be a, a, a stud. I listen, I agree. I like him too. I like I'm gonna him. Too. I'm going to tell you who Joel, I had gonna get the break in a I'm going to tell you who I had penciled in to take him, but then they mm -hmm. traded their first round pick. I thought Kansas City would take him. 
in the at the end of the first round just because he would be another monster to give Mahomes. Well, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys one that gets of those open. Guys. He just gets yeah. open. He's he runs open. You know, so, well, Mark, listen, so that's it. That's the Patriots draft. Now, understand, they're going to trade some of these picks. They're going to come in and out of these picks. You know, there's going to be a lot of movement, and we're going to chronicle that uh, on Friday night on, in rounds two and three for you and everything that went on in round one. Um, when we come back, we we were so far over our time. <laughs> we're, we're, our final thoughts are pretty much here. I mean, we're just going to give a little uh, little preview of what's to come on Friday, Give you give you the programming schedule, and then – you're going to tune in. So right back with that after this. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone, our pre-draft show. And and listen, uh, we went about two hours tonight. And hey, that's just to build our stamina because Friday night, Okay, we're going to be with you for almost four hours. Okay, Um, going through all the picks, showing you on the board what what's there. We're going to have a nice ticker on it. But Mark, before I before I preview that, talk to me. What are you looking forward to on Friday in this show? Friday, tell the people. I'm looking forward to the fact we did something big on day one Thursday. That's it. That's what I'm looking forward to Thursday. Well, Mark, listen, I'm looking forward to bringing, bringing this broadcast to everyone out there. We, I encourage everybody to tune in, pay attention, uh, subscribe. The schedule is up there. You know, Mark and I are going to try to bring this to you. We're going to be try to be as accurate as possible. Uh, we're going to break down the picks, pick by pick, what team needs are. So it's not just Patriots. If you have interest in any team. No, no, you Friday, chat in. No, Friday night will be a little different because Friday we we we, we actually got to be on our game with everybody's picks because it's that's just the way the draft is. You know, it's right. not just Patriots. So we're gonna comment on everybody. You know, so if you have a team that you like, whether it's San Fran, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Kansas, whoever, Houston, chat in, call in. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. Dallas, any any of these uh, any of these teams out there, Mark and I will have a good answer for you. We'll be able to tell you that. So. This show on Friday, uh, our draft live draft show is going to kick off at 3.30 Pacific time, 6.30 Eastern time, about a half an hour before the draft begins, which will be 7 o'clock. The draft date, Chris? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock on Friday. Come on, Mark. Pay attention. I thought it was 8. You're already choosing wrong. No, it's 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, It will be 8 o'clock on Friday night, round 2 and 3. Um We'll we'll kick off at uh, four, like I said, four o'clock Pacific time, uh, seven o'clock Eastern time. But our show is going to come to you at six thirty Eastern Friday night. We're going to come come right on. We're going to talk about the first round, some of the surprises that we thought happened. Hopefully, some of the excitement we have from a Patriot standpoint. Again, then we're going to take it through every pick. We're going to Mark and I are going to break them down. We're going to break down the teams what their needs are, what we think is going to happen next, and our reaction to the picks as they go forward. 
Our production is going to be great. Joe's going to join us on that show. He's going to have a lot of things up on the screen. He's going to have a ticker. We're going to be able to see the picks live as they're made. You'll we be able to, to have go some back. Callers, we'll I have think. some callers, some people chatting in. Um, and we want to hear from everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mark and I have been doing this for years. And now we get the opportunity to bring it to you. And so that's what we're going to do on Friday, starting at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. Tune in live on YouTube. Joe will have us up. I'm so damn excited. I don't, I don't even know. You know, it's, sleeping is not going to be an option over the next few days. So make sure you join us. Mark, uh, some people to thank tonight. Um, want to thank the good people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Jag Media Productions, everything you see and what you're about to see on Friday is through them. So make sure you log on to their website, Studio 42 Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island. Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm, allow us to be your voice. And Mountain View Watch Home and Watch Security, Scottsdale's leading home and watch security firm. Again, tune in Friday night, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific time. See all the draft coverage and our first live draft show for Marketone, Joe Gonieri. I'm Chris Corso. And again, special thanks to Joe Gonieri because he's going to make all this happy happen. So for all of us to you, so long, everyone.